Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help people win in their life, specifically their money, in their work, and in their relationships. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, and I'm joined by Ramsey Personality and my good friend Jade Warshaw. She's our money guru on today's show. I'll help you out in areas of work and income. Uh, getting that income up, and we team up together to take your questions. 888-825-5225. You ready to go? I'm ready to do it, Ken. Ready to go. Columbus, Ohio is where we start. Nick is there. Nick, how can we help? Hey, Ken. Hey, Jade. How are you guys doing today? We're having a blast. What's up? So uh, my wife and I are in a bit of a pickle. Uh, Some background real quick is uh, we just got married a few months ago. Uh, we had a really uh, expensive last year with weddings and our wedding and all that. Uh, we got through it all. Uh, we combined our finances, and uh, we started tackling a big mountain of student loans and uh, various smaller loans together here the last few months. Um, so we're in the middle of baby step two, and uh, we recently got invited and actually, uh, my wife was asked to be in the wedding. Mm. We got invited to a wedding out of the country. Ooh. Where? Oh, uh, it's in Italy. Ugh. I love that. Always. Oh, my goodness. So, and she's supposed to be part of the bridal party, too, which is even more expensive because you got the dresses and the activities and the la-ti-da. Um, yeah. How much debt do you guys have? Uh, we are, we have about 97000 left. Okay, 97000 left. And um, who... Who is this person to you? Whose wedding is this? Uh, it's one of her best friends. Um, not family or anything, but... Like recent best friends or best friends from high school or from college? Like, is this person uh, in her uh, daily life, day to day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say, I mean, they've been best friends for the last four or five years. I wouldn't say since they grew up together. Like, they didn't grow up together. Is okay. she the maid of honor? No. Okay, so she's not the maid of honor, which means... She ain't the best friend, unless the girl right, has a sister. Right. It does matter in this. It does matter. Okay. Right. I, um, I'm going to shoot you straight here because I don't think that you guys can afford a trip to Italy. And right. I don't think that you can afford all of the things that goes along with being a bridesmaid because <laughs> in 2023, these bridesmaid prices have gone through the roof yeah what like, are we talking about do we have a price tag i'm curious Nick. it's it's the parties it's everything so what what do you think it's going to cost so um the whole thing is about four days i believe that's just like the minimum the minimum like stay and that's not even including travel i uh, priced out to about six thousand that's if we just did the four days and that's for the two of you i mean yeah flights i can't find anything under uh, like four grand for two flights. Right. And then there's and the tuxedo dresses. Part. Is that is yeah. that everything included? Yeah. The the next question I have is do you have six thousand dollars? Um, we don't. Um we did save a little bit of our um we got some money from the wedding and we put most of it towards our debt. Um and we did save about three thousand of it in case we decided to go to Italy. So what's the pickle? Because that implies to me that you maybe you guys aren't on the same page. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, she's all in on going. Yeah, because it's her friend. Kind of on, I'm on the we can't afford it side, but I don't want to come let, between. Let me ask you this. Too. 
Because <clears throat> if it were me, if I were you, um, and, and, the, and the script was flipped and it was my husband who wanted to go for his friends, I would say, what would you think about us throwing a really nice bridal shower, or in this case, groom's party, for your friend here stateside? And we can do right. that. And that way we're finding a way to participate, doing something nice, but we can also keep it within a much smaller scope. All right, come on. And not now. bust the budget. I, I, that's Jade, the financial expert and the very disciplined person who changed her life. You're legit, but come on. I want to. I want Jade the woman on this. Okay. So like, if he says that to his wife, I think she goes, "Sorry, pal, that's not a viable option." They've I have a find different a way one. to meet in the I middle. I got one. I got one. Okay, hit him, Kim. He doesn't go. He says, "Babe, this is your dear friend. I know that they like would that. pain you not to go. It's a big deal, but babe, it's we are in financial." It's still three thousand dollars. He can go make three thousand yeah. dollars. When is um, the When is the trip? In June. Okay, between now... No, I'm okay if you don't like this. I don't but, know how I feel. I'm still well, marinating. Good, because I'm trying to help this man in his marriage. And, <laughs> and and I am asking you as a woman to get real. If this were you and Sam, and this was your really good friend, and you were in... Come on now. All right, Ken. He has no option but to work his butt off. He can sell stuff, make some money, come up with... And I don't think it's three he grand can. if she goes. He I think can. He can. The, and, and Nick, so, we're we're arguing this oh, for you. He's got to say something. Hold on. Go ahead. If it's any consolation, we're putting about thousand a month towards our debt. It, exactly. This is a cash it, flow yeah. situation. Exactly. And and right. for me, I'm like, if you can just go out and earn three thousand dollars for a wedding, I'm like, I all I see is your debt going from ninety seven down to ninety four. That's what right. I see. I'm like, look, with almost a hundred thousand dollars of debt. How long have you guys been working the the baby step two? How long have you been in it? It's been like two and a half months. You, you're just getting started. I, All I, I see is his wife resenting him for years to come when she's looking at Instagram and no, seeing the wedding pictures. She's not. She's not because what uh, I get her on the phone. I'm telling you, I'm she, right on this one. She, she's gonna be she, she's gonna be mad for a minute. But here's the thing: Can I don't even talk about my wedding on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, or a yearly basis? Well, it's not even exception. her day. She's gonna get over it. You're the exception. Oh, she's gonna get over it. Ken right. Coleman, you looked at your wedding album. Uh, man, I'm a dude, but this is a woman. Weddings to women is a whole different. I'm a woman game. too. I just gave you the perspective. I just don't think you're Do you keeping think I'm not it the, real. I'm, I, uh, well. Okay. The man is calling us with a money and relationship question, and I am trying to help him with both. Look, Nick, what are you leaning towards after you heard Ken and I chop it chop it up? What do you think? I It's just I'm between pausing the debt and saving up some money and just, you know, going the minimum that we need to be there. Um, we also postponed our honeymoon. We didn't do a honeymoon because and uh, see, we honestly we underestimated how expensive Italy was going to be. That was supposed to be. All right. And see, that's the thing. You didn't do your own honeymoon to do this. Okay. do He's on the phone talking. I want you to understand you're grown. So you're going to walk away and do what you want and whatever makes you sleep at night. However, what I do want to tell you is you're just getting started. And the choices that you make now are setting the tone for your whole baby step two journey. So the moment that you start saying this is the exception or that's the exception, you're, you're, you're creating a rule. I agree with that. I You're creating you. a rule with this decision. I agree with you. I'm trying to help him out. I, like, I know you I think, are, Ken. Because I, I got the feeling, we're running out of time with him, but I have the feeling his wife is really like, I'm going. She, she and, wants to go. To, everybody wants to go to Italy, and everybody wants to be in their friend's wedding. I'm not saying that that's I not don't. the case. No dude in the world. Any dude's like, yeah, sorry, pal, I can't afford this. But women, it's a different deal. 
So I want to see you sit down and have a candlelight dinner conversation with Mama and see where she's really at. And then I, if you really have to split the difference, my option is a viable option. And not stop paying the debt. I don't want him to slow down. I don't know. Saying he's going to cash flow it on top of paying the debt off. (laughs) I know. I wish I was as hardcore as you. I'm not. This is The Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but... Fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show, America. We're thrilled you're with us. We're here to help you with your money. And your work questions today, I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you need to make repairs, schedule routine maintenance, or get local help for home improvement projects, go to neighborly.com slash Ramsey, your source to find and schedule reliable home service providers in your area. All right. Today's question comes from Dalton in Kentucky. My wife and I have been stupid over the last year. We moved across the country for a job and immediately purchased a home while still having student loans. After finding the reality of our new job was not accurately displayed in the interview process, my wife and I made the move back to our home state, both of us having higher paying jobs than before. However, we were financially wrecked from letting the dream become a nightmare and have to receive financial help from my parents. We have just said no to a car loan for four. Let's see. We have just said no to a car loan for forty five thousand dollars for a forty five thousand dollar vehicle and feel empowered again to start the baby steps. That's good. My question is, how do we start and find the motivation after backsliding for the last year? Now, this is an interesting question because he says they backslid, but he doesn't really explain exactly what all they did because it sounds like you you turned down the car loan, which was great. It sounds like the big mistake here was you moved for a job, you bought a home, and then you had to kind of come back, I don't know what, tail between your legs and go back to your home state. Now, unless you took a major hit when you moved from the home, I'm not seeing where you made a bunch of mistakes Mm -hmm. because it says, look, we both went back to our home state and we have higher paying jobs than before. So I'm struggling to see can what yeah. they uh, look if you say you backslid for a year then i believe you that you backslid for a year i don't know exactly what that looks like but what it sounds like is you understand the baby steps and you understand the ramsey principles and you you know what you've done <laughs> yeah. and so this is really just your wake-up call to go okay like we made a mistake it's not about what i did it's about what i did next and now you're back in kentucky and so now it's time to get after it again yeah you know it's funny when somebody asks how can you find the motivation we get those questions a lot in different aspects of the work we do here at Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And the root word of, of motivation is motive. And most of the time we use the word motive, it's in a legal context, right? And so most of us, 
uh, we hear the word motive in a some type of a legal drama, mm. whether it's a television show or a movie. And so what are they trying to do? The, pros- the prosecutor is trying to prove to the jury that the defendant had a motive to do whatever it is they've been charged with. So they're calling it, what's the motive? Mm-hmm. They had motive to act this way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we look at it that way, I'm breaking it down, a little nerdy word exercise, to then say, mm-hmm. well, motivation is just the act of moving forward on something that you want to happen. There's That's So right. motive is about emotion. And so if I want to be free of debt, free of these mistakes, free of whatever he's talking about, free of shackled to a credit card or a carpet, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I can't live the life I want, meaning I'm too stressed out because of debt, or I can't do some of the things I want to do because I don't have any money. Yeah. Okay. So focus on that feeling. That's very good. That emotion... And I'm really nerding out right now. Come on, you're a thespian, Ken. I'm, but I'm emotion, ready for it. again, we've got the word emote. Mm-hmm. Motive. Emote. I'm just saying, get. you want to get motivated? Focus on that emotion that is nagging at you, driving you crazy, that is not allowing you. The emotion is the result of, I'm not where I want to be in my life. So mm-hmm. whether it's losing weight, mm-hmm. getting a better gig, a job, getting out of debt, uh, getting out of a bad, abusive relationship. What motivates someone to act is the feeling. Yeah. You change the way you you feel, you'll change the way you act. And so I've got to get into that negative feeling to then pursue what I need to do to get the positive feeling. I like that. I'm not trying to get all psychology on it, but that's that's how we get motivated. What's your motive? I like that, Ken. You do have to think about your motive. And, you know, my two cents to add to that is I think that people look at motivation often as a, as a, they, they need that in order to start. Right. And I'm like, listen, motivation is really a byproduct of having started. You get that reward mm-hmm. of, ooh, I did it. You know, mm-hmm. you get that hit of what dopamine or whatever, and you're yeah. feeling good about yourself. And then you go, hey, this really works. And then mm-hmm. you have motivation and action, which is like, okay, I want to keep going with this. Yeah. And so if you're sitting around, you, you can go Ken's route which some people are able to just up and motivate themselves and get going. They feel that emotion. It's enough to drive them. And then there's other people who is like, listen, you need to start regardless of how you feel. Yeah. You just need to up and start and take it one day at a time. Don't look at the whole datgum journey. Look at one foot in front of the other. And then tomorrow is a new set of uh, yeah. choices that you get to make. But if you're sitting around waiting for lightning to strike you and for you know the current to go through your body and then you got the spirit and you move, that may not happen for you. Uh, motivation is a product of after you start, you feel it, and mm. and, and you want to keep going. So, All right. Good Dalton. question, though. Thank you for the question. All right, let's get to the phones. We go to the Big Apple. Jason is on the line there. Jason, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, quick question. I live in New York City with my wife. I'm 37 years old. We have a kid. We've got one more on the way within the next couple weeks. Wow. And we're thinking about... Uh, we're, we're thinking about moving to the suburbs. Um, we have no debt. We're in a pretty good financial situation. And I'm thinking about taking out a small mortgage, which goes against everything I have ever learned in life in terms of going into debt. And it scares me to death. Um, you know, we have our budget. It, you know, we can afford it. But again, it's, it's money that I'm going to be paying to a mortgage that I can be saving uh, and use in the future. So my question is, you know, if I can afford something, 
how do I know if it's a big decision and, and, and am I making a mistake um, by, by taking out a mortgage right now? Well, listen, I, I, let me be the first to say we are a no debt. You know, that's our philosophy, no debt. But the only debt that we're never going to, you know, get mad at you for taking out is a home mortgage when you do it the right way and within reason. Um, so okay. if you, you know, if, if it's your principle in life that you just like Dave Ramsey does not borrow money, not even for a home purchase. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you want to go to that level and if you've decided, hey, I'm Jason and that's my standard, I'm not going to take that away from you in this moment. But I would like to introduce you to the idea if you're open to it, that look, taking out a small amount for a, a, a mortgage is not a bad thing. If you would like to be open to that, how much are you talking about taking out? It would be a pretty small mortgage, probably between four and 500,000. Okay. And um, what would be the cost? Like, are you putting anything with that money? We'd be putting a significant amount of money down. And, and I guess I forgot to say, we, we in our apartment in the city, we, we, we've been saving up for a very long time. We bought our apartment all cash. Wow. And I'd be using all that, that equity to buy a house with a mortgage on top. So Could what's I the buy a beautiful house with, with, with the equity that we have? Absolutely. So we don't, we don't need it. And, and again, I would just be mad at myself 20 years down the line if, you know, I said, why did I take okay, up Jason, the mortgage when I could have afforded it? Jason, nice give me two numbers. What's the purchase price of the sure. house you're talking about, and what's your combined income? Yeah, so our purchase price is $2 million, and our combined income is about 550000 All right, that's what Jade needed okay. to know on that. Yeah, so, so I mean, you're paying $1.5 million in cash, which is amazing. Correct. Yeah. Incredible. And then you've got a really strong income. I, I like um, this. To where, look, chopping down a mortgage of four to five hundred thousand when you've got a five hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage, especially since you are now moving out of the city, so your cost of living is going down. Mm -hmm. um, I, Jade Warshaw, would one hundred percent do that, and I would sleep like a baby. Yeah, because of your income and the size of the down payment. That's do you understand right. what we're saying, Jason? So this is not a crazy I, move. Okay. Uh, it just it's it it scares me. I've never been in debt in my entire life, so it 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 scares me to death. But, well, then, um, then, then, I, I, then then I mean, don't do it. Most people don't put down three quarters of the amount of the loan yeah, in cash. You're you're a unicorn just by those numbers alone, with your income and the amount you put down. But listen, if you don't feel right about it, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, if you don't feel good about it, a one point five million dollar house is amazing. Why well, so, ask him? How much longer would it take to save up? to pay cash for something like that. Those houses are still going to be there. That's right. That's good, Ken. So, you got options. You got options, Jason. I, I, I think you got to trust your feelings. Uh, talk it out with the wife. Make sure we're on the same page on all that. But you, financially, for taking out a mortgage, you guys, you you easily meet our criteria is That's what right. we're telling you. So thanks for the call, Jason. All right, don't move. She's Jade Warshaw. I'm Ken Coleman. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we help you win with your money in your work and in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me, and we are here for you this hour. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to Tampa, Florida. Connor joins us. Connor, how can we help? Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm interested in pursuing a uh, graduate degree, and... I am 24, single, no dependents. I'm on, I've completed baby step three. And my question is paying for that graduate degree without going to student loans. So getting some guidance on doing that. How so much no. is it going to cost? A master's program is looking at about $45,000 and a PhD is looking at double that. Are you 
planning to pursue both or just considering both? I'm, I'm, I'm going through the process of figuring out what program is best for me because I really want to be able to work. What do you um, want to do? I want to be a uh, professor in international relations. All right. And so, does that require a PhD? As I become a professor, yes. Mm-hmm. So th- this is yeah. the only way for you to teach at the level you want to teach. You have to have a PhD. So it would start off with getting a master's or going full into a four-year PhD program. So, yes, that is the route. Which is most efficient. Could you jump straight to the PhD? In, in other words, I don't know this world, uh, the, the higher ed world like you do. Do I need the master's if I can go straight to a PhD? It wouldn't necessarily, you would need them, need the masters, but I'm trying to work full time while also paying for this program part time. So the programs I've been finding out there is it'd be, it looks like it'd be easier to get the master's program first and then jump into a PhD program full time. I get that. But my point is, does the masters help you make more money in the meantime? Is that what, why you think you need the masters? Uh, it, I'm a teacher, so it would give me a little bit of a bump but it would not give me a then big I wouldn't bump do it. for finishing that PhD. Then I wouldn't do it. You're asking, I wouldn't do it. It's not giving me enough bump, and you know what it's doing? It's delaying uh, the, 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 the action needed to get into the PhD program, and if I'm going to cash flow it, meaning can I do it as I go, or do I need to press pause and just save up the money for the PhD program, which you said is how much again? It's been looking anywhere from like 90 to 120, depending on which school you go to. I mean, if it were me, I would skip the master's. I'd, I'd, I'd start busting it, working as much as I could. This is a long-term play, and I'd save up the money. And so to me, the master's is effort that doesn't ROI. I could be using that time to work extra, to tutor, to uh, take a different job, get out of the education space and get a higher-paying job. I've got to come up with a way – to cash flow this PhD because the PhD in this case is the only way in the arena. So why spend the time, effort, and money on something that isn't necessary? Mm. Understood. Understood. Unless I'm missing something. Like I don't want to, I'm not trying to put you in a corner. I'm just going to walk through this logically so that I'm putting all my effort into getting that PhD. That's the ticket. No, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Jade, any thoughts on that? How long does it... I have two, two thoughts. A, how long does it take to get the PhD? Uh, full-time, you're looking at four to five years. But did you say you're doing part-time? Right. Well, my idea was to keep working my current job uh-huh. and to pursue a master's program, then jump into the uh, PhD program, because the master's program, I can work and pay off as I go with the amount of current cash I have. Right, but if you go, if you take Ken's route and you go straight to the PhD, are you doing that full time, or are you having to do like yes. a okay? Yeah, and, that would be full time. And the question is, can you afford what is it twenty two thousand dollars a year for the next four years? Can you afford that? Um, currently, no. Currently, no. So then, my question for you is, what's the plan? Because we can't enter into this without a plan to being able to pay for it, or else you will do what so many other people do and default to student loans thinking that's your only option. The plan is patience. We've got to wait a little bit. Got to wait. Yeah. You got to work and you got to, you got to work and it means you got to wait. And if you wait, it's worth the wait. I can tell you, cause you're going to come out of this 
See, here's the deal. Let, 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 can I play another little numbers game with you, Connor? You willing to do this? Sure. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's say you do what most people do, and you take out a loan for this. So you're going to be how much in debt? 90 to 120. He's going to cash about 40 flow to 50, I so, said about 40 to 50 grand in student loans would probably be taken out. Right. Okay, so 40 to 50. And so how much are you going to make? What's a reasonable salary you're going to make if you get this professor job right out of being a PhD? What's the salary going to be? 80 grand. So 80 grand starting out. Starting Now I want you to track. fast forward. I want you to fast forward to this reality. Cuz I believe you'll mm-hmm. get there. And I know you can get the loan. So now you're going to be making 80? This thing you've been working for years for, going full time, all the time to put in there, and then you're making 80 and you owe half of your gross pay? More. You see what I'm saying? I do. You got to fast forward. Nobody ever fast forward into this discussion because everybody goes, you're going to get a PhD and you're going to be Dr. Connor so-and-so and and you're going to have this awesome international relations job at this great campus, but you're going to be broke and you're going to be miserable. I'm asking you to wait. I'd rather deal with the emotion of patience than the emotion of misery. They're they're very different emotions. Mm -hmm. And let me add one to that, Ken. Um, you're working hard right now and you're going to be working very, very hard to get this PhD. Let's just let's pretend that you go through with your way where you take out the 40 to 50,000 in student loan debt. You work your way through this program. Work fast forwarding, like Ken said, here's the way you're going to feel relief. I finally got this PhD. I finally got through. The last thing you're going to want to do is buckle down and live on beans and rice, rice and beans That's to pay off $50,000 of debt. And you're, it's what so many people do is go, I've worked hard. I'm entitled. I should be able to yeah. just come home, kick my feet up, enjoy yeah. my paycheck. You're not going. I'm just telling you, you're not going to want to pay off this debt. And that's when people get into trouble because it starts ballooning. And it's like, all right, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. And one thing with student loans, if you try to get to it later, it'll get to yeah. you. What's the... Uh Dream for us a little bit. What what would be an ideal job after getting the PhD? Give me a give me a university that you're. Give me a city, a university. Talk me through that. Uh, either I'm from Florida, so either UCF or be a, a top tier, you know, Ivy League institution. Yeah. So, okay. So imagine that, being that in any of those places, and the positive side of this is you waited, and now you're making eighty thousand, and you're comfortable. You're comfortable. You can actually enjoy your life. You don't you don't come home after a full day of teaching and stressing out about the bills. That's what I'm asking you to wait for. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm asking you to wait for the gig, but the gig without pressure. That's worth waiting for. In my that's t- my take, Connor. But listen, Jade and I are the rare people that are going to tell you this. Everybody else is going to go. Ah, it's fine. It's the price of admission, and that's just false it's 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 like half truth Mm -hmm. yeah it's the price of admission you gotta pay the 90 to 120 Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't question that Mm -hmm. but you don't have to loan it that's right that's right ken yeah we're gonna tell you the hard truth we're gonna look not just at right now but like you said ken at the future and that's that's where the decision is made right there so connor how's your stomach right now no i'm just taking in your guys advice (laughs) Mm -hmm. indigestion little stress you feeling some peace about this what are you thinking i've i've made no decisions yet so i'm really just trying to figure out you know i have your guys advice i have and everybody else so well here's the deal we are in the minority my friend
So at the end of the day, this is up to you. But I'm asking you to press fast forward and play that out and really sit with those emotions. Most people don't do that. They They deal with it when it comes, and then they're like, golly, this sucks. Look, when I was in elementary school, there was a poster on the wall that said, in a world of followers, dare to be a leader. And when you go to school and pay cash for it, you are leading, my friend. Connor, I think Jade just double-dog dared you, as we used to say (laughs) at elementary school. We'll see what he does. Will he be one of the masses, or will he be one of the few leaders? Who does it differently? That's the question. We'll talk about it on the break. Don't move. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. Thrilled that you are with us. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Jade is our resident money expert, and I'm the work expert. So those two issues go together. So, hey, if you're feeling like 2024 is your year, you feel like I want to make a change, I want to make some more money, but I'm in the baby steps. Ken, how do I do that? I love those kind of questions. Uh, Or just anything related to your work will take those weight. Jade, not Wade. Jade will wade in is where I was going. Uh, on those as well and so we're always thrilled to take your questions whatever you want to talk about america we're here for you triple eight eight two five five two two five let's go to brandon now in buffalo new york brandon how can we help hey guys thanks for having me on how's it going we are having a blast what's happening with you so i'm 24 i have two hundred and sixty thousand dollars in student debt oh where's my tums i gotta look for them Wow. Where'd you go to where'd you go to school and what'd you go to school for? So uh, yesterday I took my, my last law school exam. I went to Syracuse University College of Law. Okay. I take the bar in February. Nice. Okay. okay. So, what kind of law are you gonna I'm, practice? Uh, personal injury is the job I accepted after I passed the bar. And the reason I'm asking is I'm gonna get out of Jade's way, but I am curious, what do you think your first year, since you accepted the job, I'm guessing they talked about potential money. I'm just curious what you think you could make in those first twelve months. Yeah, so I already signed the, the contract. It's, oh. the base salary is eighty thousand and then it's there are there are bonus offers, but I, I don't know what that entails. So uh, somewhere between eighty and ninety I would imagine. Okay. Okay, so what's your question? I have two questions. One is paying is putting myself in that much debt for a law degree worth it given my starting salary. <laughs> well, it's a little late. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I know. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. So we're here now. Yeah. We'll just accept where we're at and we'll move on from here. So let's make it worth it, right? Yeah, my answer is it better be. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, we're going to make it worth it. So what was the second part of your question? How to tackle this debt. So yeah. 60 of it is private student loans from undergrad and 200 of it is federal loans for law school. Okay. So should I tackle that 60,000 private higher interest rate loans first mm-hmm. and pay very little on the 200,000? Or should I kind of pay it all equal at the same time? Well, my first question would be to you, is this your only debt, period? Like, do you have any other it debt is, besides student loans? No, no credit card, no personal loans. My car's paid. I rent. Okay, no other good. debt. And then my next question to you would be, do you have any money laying around for savings? Do you have any money in stocks? Any other money that you could get to that's not retirement mm-hmm. savings? Nothing significant. Well, what do you have? I, like five thousand dollars in my bank account okay i'm glad you told me about that okay so i'll since you asked i'm going to walk through our series of baby steps and this is exactly what i would do if i were in your shoes and by the way i was in your shoes my husband and i paid off two hundred eighty thousand of student loans okay and this is what we did we set a thousand dollars aside of our money we didn't have much but we set a thousand dollars aside and we said this is our you know rainy day fund this is our starter emergency fund it's not much but if something goes down it's there in the pocket waiting for us okay then we took any money above all of that and we decided we're going to throw that at our debt snowball and that's baby step two is you pay off all of your debt except the mortgage using the debt snowball method now here's how that works and i want to be specific with student loans because it can get a little hairy With student loans, a lot of times you'll see, okay, I've got one big loan, it's $30,000 and there's one payment. But if you really look closer, it's divided maybe into four or five or six or seven loans where all of that, that one payment that you make, it's getting dispersed across those six or seven loans. So what I want you to do is log in and really make sure you're looking at the loan in full because what you're gonna end up doing is listing these loans in order from smallest to largest. And what's important about knowing that is let's say okay so you said you've got a sixty thousand dollar personal loan right now is that just one payment that you're responsible for one monthly payment the sixty thousand dollar i'm sorry is in a private just it was a private student loan right um that i i'm not paying on that yet i still have a few months because i'm just finishing law school but i think it will be just one payment it'll be probably one payment but if you look closer it's probably divided over semester that you took it out. It is, yes. So when you yep. do that, that would be technically that $60,000 loan is going to be the first one in your debt snowball. Okay. But okay. with the debt snowball, you make minimum payments on everything, but you put all the extra money on the smallest debt. So on that $60,000, you're going to need to look and go, okay, it's divided into four little ones. What's the smallest one? And you're going to have to call in and say, hey, I already made my payment for the month, but here's 800 extra dollars. And I want it to go to this specific debt because if you don't tell them that they're going to spread it across all those little ones and you're not going to make headway does that make sense yes it does okay Okay. so you got to do it like that and then you're going to see those three thousand gone you're four thousand gone and you're going to knock them out really fast so that's thing one the second thing i want you to consider doing is while you're paying off these student loans this is the only 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 time that i would suggest doing some sort of a idr with the federal loans so that you can get them to the smallest possible balance 
so that you can have more money freed up to throw at your smallest debt. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. This is not a long-term play. This is not you kicking the can down the road. This is you going, hey, uh, federal government, I want to make these loans as low as possible because I have to make minimum payments on everything. I have more money freed up to put on my smallest debt. In this case, it's that private student loan. And then that's how you do it. You work through, you pay off the smallest one, then you take all that money, you throw it at the next smallest debt, and that's how the snowball goes. And it's going to blow your mind how much progress you're going to make on this, especially with your salary. Are you a single guy? I am not. I am not. I I, I have a girlfriend who we're we're moving, planning on getting engaged soon she is in medical school Ooh. and also has oh, Lord. okay <laughs> so she's got the medical oh, debt boy. um well first of all you are single <laughs> until you until you get married you're single That's right. so don't right. combine okay. don't yep. combine yep. finances either so so when is that what do you think the marriage date's going to be what it real i mean just give us an idea we did we chat about it a lot now we're thinking a couple of years from now oh boy okay so while you're separate you're working your snowball, she's working her snowball, and you you guys are pinky swearing that you are going ham on your you know respective debts, right? Yeah. For the older people in the audience, I needed an interpretation on what she meant by that a couple of weeks ago. That means getting after it. Getting, getting after it. Now, what's That's her all. med school debt going to be? Or is it at this point? Uh, so it will be total about 200 Oh, Oh, boy. Oh. What? Did you used to watch Sanford and Son? And he'd go, I'm coming to meet you. I promise you. I need my own sound effect. I'll just make it myself. I'm wow. just going to like grab my chest. That's a lot, man. It's a lot. But yeah. you guys can do it. You can do it. What's her uh, salary going to be coming out? Do you know? She's hoping She's hoping around 200 Okay, that's better. That's good. Okay. Okay, I got advice for you, my friend. You need a police scanner. Invest in a police scanner, and you are at every every accident there is you need to get a fat bonus is there any commission on you bringing in new business <laughs> there is there i'm is serious i'm You're not joking yeah, she thinks is. i'm joking you told this man to chase the ambulance I, wow that's there's a re- <laughs> listen he's in personal injury you can't afford commercials you're the low man on the totem pole yeah. i would literally yeah. figure out what now police scanner may be ridiculous that kind of makes sense to me. I'd be showing up at every scene of an accident, making sure everybody's okay, and right before they go home going, hi, my name's Brandon. You're next, Tiff. That would be oh. like, I, I mean, dude, I got to get out of debt. Yeah, I Look. hear you. I, I must say, for now, at least the job I just accepted, I represent the other side. So I represent the defendants being sued by these people. Okay. Oh. But well. I can I still I can still get a commission on bringing in new clients. No, so. you know what? I'd show up at the same scene of the accident, and instead of the person that's got the stiff neck, you're going to the other guy who's like thinks his life is over. Going, listen, I'm your guy. Like he stopped short, didn't I'm he? I'm gonna fight he for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, wow, it's good, Ken. Yeah, he needs to make extra money. You're right. I mean, I would be <laughs> everywhere. I would sleep with one eye open, police scanner in one ear. I mean, man, I don't know. I'd get after it. Hey, good hour, Jade Warshaw. Hey, don't move. We're coming back. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you, America, win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. All three of those are tied so closely together. If you're not winning in one, you're probably losing in a few, if not all. And so we want to help you. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. She's our money expert. I am your expert in work today, so we'll take 
any and all of those questions. 888-825-5225 is the number. 888-825-5225. We start this hour with Jason in Salt Lake City, Utah. Jason, how can we help? Hey, Ken. Uh, my question is mostly for you. It's what you would do in my shoes. Um, I currently am renting, and I can afford a house and or a condo uh, in in cash, not and or, or a condo in cash, but I uh, am enjoying my rent where I live. I love the place I live, and I don't necessarily want to buy a house or condo yet, and I'm wondering what you would do if you were in my shoes. I would do exactly what you're doing. Uh, with the evidence you've given me so far, if, if, if you enjoy where you're living and financially you sound like you're in really good shape, how much cash do you have? I have about 550 Are you single? I am. Yeah. How old? Uh, 27. And what do you love so much about renting this particular place? Like, give me more on that. Yeah, I got a great view, and uh, it's nice that I don't really have to worry about anything. Um, you know, it's all after I, after I pay my rent, no maintenance or anything like that. And I'm concerned, though, you know, I don't – obviously, I want to get married and have kids and whatever, but I know once, if and when I buy a house, that may change when I'm married. So I was thinking the condo route, but then you get the HOA fees and, and all of that, and I'm – no, you don't want a condo. When you get the wife and the kiddos, the condo is that's that's not the ideal situation, especially yeah. where you are. How much do you make, and how much are you saving, and then how much are you investing? Give me the answer to those three questions. Yeah, so I make one twenty. Um, I max out all my other uh, my four hundred one k and HSA and all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I can put in thirty percent, and then I uh, and then I invest the rest into my brokerage account. So the five fifty um, so that you have is that in the brokerage or is that across everything? That, yeah, that's that's in the brokerage. Yeah, very so good. Be, How I mean, did you save that up so fast? Yeah. How long did it take you? Yeah, so some of that is from my parents, um, and then I've, I've I would say hit the DNA lottery. So I've I've definitely you know they paid for my school and okay. And, I've definitely worked hard as well, but I haven't had any debt or anything like Good. that. So yeah. Very you know what? Because he's investing so much, I mean, he's solid. I, yeah. I Listen, don't feel the itch. I would not feel the itch if I were you to buy at this stage of your life. You're going to buy. And I think that when your family situation changes and all that, I'd keep stacking cash because you're going to be able to pay for whatever you want cash. I may feel contrary to that, Ken. Well, of course you do. I may feel a little if contrary. If I say ying, you say yang. But I, I'm fine with that. I just don't know why he has to. He likes where he lives. He likes the view. He's in great financial shape. He's not married yet. Why should he buy a house? Well, I, I don't think you should feel rushed. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you should feel rushed. But my questions would be, okay, like how long have you been renting? For the last seven years, for the last, how long have you been renting and living on your own? Yeah, on my own, about four, I guess four or five years, and I've been renting. Yeah, but I had roommates. This is the first, almost coming up on a year where I've been on my own. Own, I have not had roommates. Okay, so you've rented for five, six years. What's your rent? Um, I'm sorry. How much do you pay in rent? Uh, fourteen hundred. All right, okay, I'm gonna give it bad. back that's to Jay. Good. Jay disagrees with me here. I want to well, hear this. Well, then my next question. So I'm just I'm just gathering more facts before I really form. My next question to you is: Is there a significant? Is there a lovely lady in the picture? Is all I'm asking. 
There is not. No, I am single. And so my looking, looking. So if you know anyone, uh, listen. Hold on, single ladies in Salt Lake. There's your uh, invitation. Well, here's where my my mind goes to. I don't want you waiting to buy a home because I might meet a lady and we might get married, and that's probable. You probably will, but you don't know when that's going to happen. Um, so I don't want that to be the reason that you wait to get into home ownership. And I also don't want the reason that you wait to get into home ownership to be because of, oh, these rates, they're so high. I'm just going to wait till rates to go down. Um, I just want to make sure that those aren't the driving Are factors. They? Are they the driving factors? Not necessarily, no. But like like Jade said, at some point I need to buy, you know, it's like you don't want to rent forever. I don't yes, know. I agree. I but that's not the scenario. I, I'm going to tell you, I respectfully he, disagree with you. And here's he's why. single. He's got a great view. He's single. He's, he's got free. a view. But I, I just am thinking about over time. Here's what I know about you, Jason. You are a great saver you're great at getting after a task and my thought is like listen you buy a house you you own it in cash you have the ability to build wealth so quickly he's gonna have this equity working for him he's gonna pick a place that he loves i don't he's disagree. gonna pay for I it in cash he, i think he should it's wait. gonna build up he's gonna save more money he's the kind of guy that's gonna have a giant real estate portfolio but i'm and, and regardless whether you start in three, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he has to be rushed and buy a house tomorrow, but I'm saying, listen, if I were you in the next two years, I'd be thinking about owning a home, is all I'm saying. Okay, then, all right, if I'm going to meet you in the middle on this one, I'd say it better be a smaller one, so that we just call it a real investment, not the home, because we don't know what his situation is going to be when he gets a woman. She doesn't like his house. Well, no home is the home. Anybody who thinks, this is the one, I'm going to live here forever, no, you're not. What do you recommend? I think, listen. A $300,000 house? I would spend his money. Five fifty. He's in Salt Lake City, Ken. I wouldn't spend all five fifty on it. Uh, Jason, what's Single it guy. what's it cost to get what you need in Salt Lake City in the area that you like? Uh, to get a nicer home, I would say around five fifty, but I, I could get one around three three to four hundred. Well, okay, you know, so what's a nicer do, home? He could do what is that? How many bedrooms? Oh, I would I would say like at minimum a three bed two bath home. Yeah, yeah. you're would, a single guy. But my point I don't, is exactly that's why I don't need that. That's why you don't need that. And I'm not saying that he has to buy a house for his future family. I'm not saying that at all. You want but him I'm to saying, buy a five hundred fifty thousand dollars house cash as an investment property? No, I'm saying I just want him to buy something that he can live in. I'm not saying he has to spend all his money. All I'm saying is that we know the correlation between home ownership and wealth building oh, over 100%. time. And I think he's I'm gonna. Saying. I think he's gonna get there. I just think in his single situation. But I yeah, thought and you his said hair's not on fire. All. His hair's oh, not on fire. But my my thing is like, listen, all these markets are different. So in Salt Lake City, if you're trying to get a two bedroom, you know, two bathroom condo or townhouse, and it's four hundred, like that's a reality in a lot of places. So do you have the option to buy the apartment you're in with this great view? Unfortunately, no. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't. Listen, I've been to Salt Lake. There's a lot of views. I bet you you could get a house with a nice view too, or or <laughs> buy a condo, or buy a townhouse with a lot. Listen, I love ownership, so and I and I don't disagree. I I just because he's single and he's sitting on all that cash. Yeah, I just would preach a little bit of patience right now. He's been patient for seven seven long years, Ken. Well, that, that was my Titanic voice, by the way. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I feel like I see Rose and. What was the guy? Jack? Rose and Jack. Yeah. Bobbing in the cold, icy waters. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, you're not wrong to buy a house. It would be a great move for you. Yeah, but Kim, I also like either. the freedom. I Go get the lady. Then we figure out the house. And you're stacking cash on the way.
Get after it, young man. What are you waiting on? There's a lot of fish in the sea. What are these guys waiting on these days? This is The Ramsey Show. All right, you're listening to The Ramsey Show. Ken, I had to hijack the mic from you just for a moment. It's okay. It's in good hands. What's going on? Listen, a lot of you probably remember uh, a couple months back, really back in the summertime, Ken, I kind of I kind of went nuts on the mic because <laughs> as a country, our spending had gotten completely under control, out of control. Yeah. You know, we were looking at, you know, a trillion in credit card debt for the first time and you know inflation we were still dealing with that and you know i just had to let folks know listen guys we've got to get in control of our money and quit going on this roller coaster and it's interesting because really i mean over the past i'm gonna go with three years has been crazy everything from covid and then we saw the housing market just change abruptly. I mean, it's really been a roller coaster. You're looking at inflation, you're looking at mortgage rates, just so much change. And now here we are into the holiday season yet again. Mm. And people are still spending as though nothing's wrong. They're spending like nothing's wrong. But when you really look at the stats, it's crazy. I mean, again, here we are over the summer. It was like, oh man, we hit a trillion of credit card debt. And now we're at 1.08 trillion. Sure, It's just climbing up 1.54 billion year over year that's unheard of unbelievable and so now we're seeing interest rates obviously it's more and more expensive to borrow money so interest rates on credit cards upwards of 20 percent right wow these numbers are going just they're going mad and now we're starting to see uh the results of our spending choices, right? We all got into houses in 2021 that we couldn't afford, right? Everybody bought cars because there's a shortage and it's too expensive to buy used and everybody bought cars they couldn't afford with car payments, $700 a month, $664 a month, $882 a month. Maybe I called your number there and we're finally starting to see, okay, the dust is settling a little bit. Mm -hmm. The dust is settling and we're hearing it with, how could I possibly afford to buy a house? It's the interest rates and we're blaming the interest rates as though it's 1984, right? And it's not, it's 2023. If it was really bad, we'd be seeing 18 and 16 and 17%, Mm -hmm. but we're, we're losing, we're losing our marbles over, you know, this 3% increase or 4% increase. And I'm like, is that really the problem? Are mortgage rates really the issue or is it the pattern that we've created with how we're borrowing money and living on more than we make? It's a great question. And it comes top down. If you look at what Congress is doing, both sides of the aisle, both parties are equally guilty the, That's right. the, the American debt, mm-hmm. our country's debt. It's yeah. kind of the entire attitude about debt from our leadership down is just, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Look at this. Look what they threw on the screen right here. That'll make you break out in hives. Yeah, that is making me break out if in you're, hives. If you're watching, uh, you can see this. If you're in our listening audience, uh, James and the team has thrown up literally a, this is a ticker board. I don't know what else to call it. But it is a running total of our national debt. Oh, right that's now. painful. And that's thirty-three trillion nine hundred fifteen billion dollars, and it's going up. We're just watching it rise. It's crazy. Oh wow! That look. Some of us need to do that same exercise with our bank account and look at it. Look at is your savings going down? Or is it going up? Is your investment going down? Do you even have anything? Or you do what I'm saying? You need to take a look at how you're spending your money. Because like I said, we're seeing these numbers coming in. More and more people can are defaulting on their car payments. 
more and more people are taking 401k loans, whether it be for hardship or for other things. And the average that they're taking out is $5,000, $5,000 that they're robbing from their future self to pay for what? We don't know. Yeah. Have we begun to see any pain points in the data? Have you seen anything on the, the uh, reemergence of student loans? They just started back in October. So we're still relatively, we're inside of three months right here. Listen, that's another part to this. And, you know, we knew that it was an issue because after student loans came back on the scene, it's like, listen, people are already drowning, yeah. right? They're already underwater as it is. And so, of course, Biden administration rolls out that 12-month on-ramp period where they said, listen, if you're not ready to pay your student loan, you don't have to right now. We'll give you 12 months. We're going to continue to add interest, but you won't be penal. You won't be penalized if you won't pay it. And I'm like, listen, you are being penalized. That's interest rising, okay? But the point here is something has got to give. Something has got to change in your life because the numbers don't lie. The math is mathing. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, mm. we're looking at this and we're going, okay, you're deeply in debt you're piling it up and you haven't changed your ways and just recently ken the other day i did a, a media response and they said jade what do you think about doomsday spending and i said well what is that and they said it's people looking at the current economic situation and going that really sucks i'm tired of dealing with it i'm tired of looking at it i'm just going to live my life so it's basically another version of like yolo spending or revenge spending. Oh, okay. I thought this was the preppers. This is different. No, this is different. This is people oh. looking and going, I'm just tired of the roller coaster. I'm tired of having to cut back because of inflation. I'm tired of having... Yeah. So I'm just going to... Forget it. Nice. You know, devil may care. I'm just going to spend my money. Wow. And I'm like, really? That's the response? Like you run in the... You, you, you're going to keep running into the fire? It's consuming you. It's consuming your future. It's consuming your bank account. You can't even pay for your kid's college and you're just going to keep spending? That is not the solution. No. It's not. Here's what I think. I think it's the beginning. We're about to come into a new year, 2024. And I think that you have a decision to make. And that decision is you can either continue to bury your head in the sand and go... This sucks. I don't like it, but I'm going to keep doing my thing. I'm going to keep spending for Christmas. I'm going to keep getting new car loans. I'm going to keep living my life because, quote, I deserve it. Or you're going to go, you know what? I don't have any money. I argue with my spouse about money every single day. Yesterday, I yelled at my daughter for asking for lunch money. Um, gas is a struggle. Groceries are a struggle. Uh, I never go on vacation without putting it on my credit card. Um, my daughter's going to go off to college and she's going to have to take out student loans. You're going to look at the reality of your life and you're going to go, what can I change? Mm. What do I need to change? And you're going to write it down. You're going to make a list. And for once in your life, you're going to make a plan and you're going to stick to it. Luckily, we're here to help you with that. And in the new year, we're going to have so much. Listen, I talk about every dollar all the time. I talk about Financial Peace University in the new year. This is your chance because I, I know who I'm talking about. I'm talking to the people who circle around the Ramsey network, right? Y'all circle around, you watch the show, you come to events here and there, but you've never actually done the thing. You've never actually gotten on the plan, stuck to it, gotten on a budget, stuck to your budget. This is, the this is your chance. Are you going to keep taking out credit card debt? This is your chance to cut the credit card up once and for all and be done with it. This is your choice. This is your wake-up call. What we're looking at, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's not a dream. Being in debt, um, not living paycheck to paycheck. 67% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. But they're not ready to do anything about it yet. 
you can make that choice. That's all I'm saying, Ken. People have a choice to make. Well, and I think you make a very compelling case that this is an issue, whether it be money, um, your weight, substance issues, relationship issues, uh, in a job you can't stand. We as humans would rather be miserable than uncomfortable. Yeah, that's right. And what you've presented here is an unbelievably overwhelming case that people would rather be miserable financially than Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, meaning making the sacrifices, living on a budget, not buying a brand new car. That's uncomfortable to do things differently than you're doing now, but you're miserable. And if you can understand that, I think the case that Jade is making here is you're okay being miserable. Mm. And until you get to a point where you go, I don't want to be miserable with money anymore. I'd rather do some things that are very uncomfortable to not be miserable. And you and Sam did that. You embraced the amount of money you paid off, almost half a million dollars. You were uncomfortable. You have to hit that moment. You, you, the, the, the stuff's got to hit the fan in your life to where you go, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. I remember my sister went into the hospital and I couldn't go see her because we didn't have the gas money. Mm. And she was just three hours up the road, Ken. That's miserable. That was embarrassing. And wow. some of you guys need to get embarrassed about what's going on with your situation and go, I'm, I am a grown woman. I am a grown man. I need to stop living like this. Think about the last thing that you needed to do and you couldn't do it because you couldn't scrounge up $26. That'll move you to change. Wow. All right, we're here to help you change. Quick break. Don't move. More of your calls coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me in studio. The number to jump in on the conversation it's about your life. We'd love to hear from you. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. All right, let's go to Emma, who joins us in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Emma, how can we help? Hi, thank you both for the work that you guys do and taking my call. I really appreciate it. You bet. What's going on? Um, yeah, my, my uh, question today is uh, about my career. Um, I recently have been promoted into a new role. Um, I love it. Um, my last two roles within my organization have both been brand new roles. This last role, I actually helped um, promote and I helped facilitate the job description and what I'm actually doing for the company today. My question is, is how do I know what I'm worth in the market um, outside from this, this niche environment and this specific organization? You mean what your salary range is outside? Correct. Yep. Um, well, this is not a perfect science, but it's you can you can have some good science around it. So what you have to do is is to the best of your ability, you got to match up your job description, even though you created it custom for your current organization. Which, by the way, I want to give you mad props for that. That's that's really awesome that you did that. That is that is not done very often, and I admire you. But uh, if you could take your job description, even the language that you use, but begin to look out in the marketplace and match that up. And I think you could probably match that up. I'll try to help you a little bit. So describe, how would you describe your current role? Yeah. So my current role is um, development and training um, in the, in a sales department on a very basic level. That is what I do. And I know there are those roles out there. Um, So I I do believe that I could find um, something somewhat similar to that. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. So we're going to look at sales uh, leadership roles, sales training roles, and you just begin to look at those job descriptions out there. And as those companies are describing their roles, how much do they match up with what you're doing? 
And now you're looking at your area of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You're looking at your your years of experience. You've got it. You can't. It's not. It's not apples to apples. Companies are going to look at experience, and they're going to look at specific skill sets. So if you just take the matching up of the job description plus your experience plus your skill set, and you can see what the marketplace looks like. And then if you wanted to go a step further, you could always reach out to a recruiting company because recruiting firms are looking for people all the time. It doesn't mean you're signing up with them. doesn't mean you're looking for a job, but you go, look, um, you know, what's the market out there for me? And that's how you can get a much closer idea. Awesome. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, appreciate the call. All right, let's go to Lily in Indianapolis. Uh, Lily, you're on The Ramsey Show. What's going on? Hi, Ken. Hi, thank you for answering the call. You bet. I um, appreciate um, all the advice you give to the listeners. Um, my question is uh, whether it's smart decision to use cash to buy a new car, uh, to upgrade, I guess, um, from my current uh, car. So what's your current car worth and how much are you trying to upgrade? Right. Uh, currently, my car is worth about 20000 Okay. Uh, the new car we're looking at is close to 64000 Oh, wow. Uh, 64000 Okay. What's the car? <laughs> it's a Lexus SUV. Okay. Well, let's see if, you know, let's see if it makes sense. Do you guys have any debt? Uh, we don't have any debt besides a mortgage. Okay. No debt besides a mortgage. Do you guys have three to six months of expenses saved up? Yes, we have a rainy day funds um, close to seventy thousand. Okay, excellent. Um, we have a sort of a set aside bucket of money to work with uh, uh, around forty eight thousand. Okay, so the forty eight thousand is separate from the seventy. Correct. Okay, and then what do you guys earn? What's your annual income combined? Uh, household wise, three uh, three hundred k a year. Okay, so. We always say, you know, you don't want um, your vehicles to be any more than half of your annual income. So, and for all intents and purposes, you have $150,000 to work with here. So if you've got a vehicle that's 65000 and your husband's got one that's sixty-five or 70000 you're good. The question here is, are we, is this a used vehicle or is it brand new? It's a brand new one. Mm, interesting. So then my next question is, if we're talking about doing a brand new vehicle, we always talk about, um, we suggest not buying a brand new vehicle until you have a million dollar net worth. Because at that point, you can take the hit, right? Because we know that brand new vehicles mm -hmm. lose 60% of their value in the first three to four years, right? What's the model? I'm sorry, what's, what's the, the model of the Lexus SUV? Is it a GX? Uh, it's the MX Hybrid. MX Hybrid. All right. Keep going, Jade. I just want to, I love doing research. I know you do. Pull, on you, like, because I want to, because Jade's right. I want to show you the real numbers. It, by the way, is this a 2023 you want to get? That, that's 65? 2024. Mm -hmm. is oh. The, yeah, the, yeah, they're the going new, into new. 2024. And it's a Lexus new, MX. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, I mean, Lily, do you have a, a million dollar net worth? I think so. We ran some numbers. I think we do. Um, my husband would say 100% yes. I'm always on the cautious side. Um, What's making so you feel I'm cautious? Sounding, Unpack uh, that. Just my my nature. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? When like it he's counting money. money that you don't want to count? Like what is it? <laughs> like we, I, I have a business uh, okay. which is doing well. Okay. Um, 
and then it just I just don't know you know how the business will grow uh, five ten years from now right well, so is, there's the the unknown okay but I mean net worth meaning when you subtract what you owe which is nothing what you own minus what you owe right so if you look right, and you said right. I have no debt so you're looking at the value of your your home whatever your home is worth. And then you're looking at what mm-hmm. you have invested in various investments accounts and you're looking at what cash you have. Now you could mm-hmm. you could include your business if you at some point plan to sell it and you have a valuation on that, you could include that. But yeah, I mean, that's the question. Because if you have a million dollar net worth, I'm like, and you have cash to buy a brand new car, I'm not going to be the one to stop you. I'm going to congratulate you and clap you up. But if you don't, I did some homework, Miss Jade. All right. Ken, Ken is going to tell us aid. the... I'm the teacher's aide for this segment. Yes, Ken Coleman. All go right. for it. So uh, Jade is absolutely right, Lily. I just, This is Nashville, but I would guess that, that Indianapolis may be even a little bit cheaper, uh, but, but, but not crazy. All right. Here's what I've got. I've got a used 2022, um, the NX, 19,000 miles for 41.9. Whoa! I got a... That's twenty four. That's twenty three thousand dollars difference. Yeah, I'm going to do better. I got a used twenty twenty two, same model, uh, twenty one thousand mm. miles, only two thousand miles difference, thirty seven nine. Oh, I'm just saying, mm. nineteen thousand miles is is new. That's a new car. And here's what we're saying, Lily. We just want your money to go further. Like yeah. this isn't going to break you, but paying sixty five thousand for this model for a twenty twenty four, you realize you're getting ripped off because mm-hmm. these cars. This is a two-year-old car. Not even a two-year-old car I'm giving you right here. That's right. And and you're saving a lot mm-hmm. of money. So I like the $41,000 But I don't want her to feel point. bad if she has... Of course. Uh, if no she's guilt. got the million-dollar net worth, no I guilt. want her to inhale that new car smell right. until her eyeballs roll in the back of her head. You know what I'm saying? Like I want her to enjoy that moment if you've got that million-dollar net worth. Because then you can take the hit mm-hmm. and... I, uh, you know, it is what it is. Not me. I feel like I'm getting ripped off. I'm getting gamed. Well, you are. You you're, you're agreeing gonna, to take the hit. You're right. Yeah, you're gonna I'd, pay. I'd like someone else to take the hit. Yeah, I see. And here's the thing with these two cars here, uh, Lily. We've someone else has mm-hmm. has paid the stupid tax. I'm just trying to make mm-hmm. my case here. And uh, listen, yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm right. I'm just saving you money. You can't hate me, Lily. Yes. So, Lily, let's go back to the I'm core. I'm a man of the people. Let's go back to the core question because my screen says, is it smart for me to buy a $65,000 car or should I invest some of that money? As long as you are investing 15% of your income every single month, as long as you have a million dollar net worth, and as long as you can pay cash for that brand new car, for me, the answer is yes. For that reason, I agree. I'm in. You can do it. You're a big girl, Lily. We we believe in you. Yeah. You but if one of those things doesn't check the box, then we have to adjust. Yeah. And if you don't want to pay a stupid tax, go Ken's route. <laughs> I like it, Ken. That's good. Got to get the last word in there. I can't <laughs> help myself. Uh, really good stuff. Hey, Lily, you're awesome. You're doing great. You Enjoy whatever car you're going to get. This is The Ramsey Show. Here's the thing about investing advice. You can find it just about anywhere, but that doesn't mean it'll always help you with your personal goals. Here's another option. Check in with a smart investor pro. These financial advisors can review your plan or help create one that's personalized to you. To find a smart investor pro in your area, go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Ramsey Solutions is a paid non-client promoter of participating pros. Learn more at ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. 
The Ramsey Show continues. Thrilled to have you with us. We're here to help you win with your money and your work. Today, I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. And, oh, it is the season. Tis the season, Jade. And, uh, you know, Christmas around here is is always really fun as we get to uh, do some great things for you fo- you find folks, uh, part of our audience. So we get two things. One, uh, it's not too late to get involved in the Ramsey Christmas Cash Giveaway. If you don't know what this is, um, one of our weekly prizes each week is $500, and then you're entered to win the grand prize of $5,000. So you can enter every day for your chance of winning at RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. And uh, while you're on the website, over in the store, we've got our $12 sale, uh, the Christmas special. All of our best-selling books, just $12 each. Uh, and there's a meaningful gift for just about anybody on your list. So that's RamseySolutions.com slash store, RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. Make sure that you are signing up for a chance to win 500 bucks and maybe even $5,000. So uh, get to the website. I don't know what you're waiting on. All right, let's go to Fayetteville, Arkansas next. Elizabeth joins us there. Elizabeth, how can we help? Hey, thank you for having me on. You bet. What's up? So... I'm not sure what I should do. Um, There's kind of two sides to um, what's going on, I guess. Um, So do you want to hear the marital side part or the financial side part first? Let's hear the marital side first. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start kind of back to a year ago. Um, So I I left my ex-husband, which was financially abusive, um, and I got out. And since then, it's been kind of the... I've been keep getting thrown back down, I guess, is what it would be. Do you um, mind telling us briefly what financially financially abusive means? Um, yeah, I had a budget of $50 a week for groceries for my family, and that's the only access of money I had. Wow. Whoa. So it totally controlled you. Totally controlling. Wow. Yeah. What was you guys' yeah. income? Um, he made about 70000 a year. and Wow. Um. I read Dave Ramsey's books about four years ago, and I got so pumped, and I, I brought it up to him, and he just despised Dave, <laughs> and he kind of shut me down a lot, and he wouldn't let me in on anything. Like, I even wrote out, like, a strategy for him, like, hey, like, if we do this and this, this is what we're going to be projecting right. to be getting out of debt, because at the moment, like, we had, I think, a car debt and uh, some other... A couple other things, credit cards probably. Yeah. Eventually, we did get out of it, luckily. Um, so but now I'm back in debt. <laughs> tell us what you, yeah, okay, so tell us what's happening. You said you keep going down. So give us a picture of what's going on with you right now, the finances. So I, I scored a job right after I left him in December, or and I started in January of last year. Okay. And I was there till about April. Okay. And between then and like April, my idea was I have six months I'm going to save up enough for a retainer for a lawyer and I guess um do it myself like file and everything on my own for cat like cash Mm -hmm. but he beat me to it about 30 days later I got served and I had to take out a credit card for a retainer because I had zero money (laughs) um and I had I got a an apartment within like I don't know, January 10th is when I got my apartment. Okay. And I pretty much got everything set up on my own by myself. And I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And it's just been back and forth. I got let go. I was pregnant at the time when I did leave. Oh, so man, I was about, oh, man. 
yeah, I was about 13 weeks pregnant, I think, mm-hmm. if I can remember correctly. Uh-huh. Um, and I got let go in April for budget cuts, I guess. And so, how are you? How are you living now? How are you making ends meet? You've got the baby now. You've got mm-hmm, your place. Yeah. What's so? How are you covering I'm the surviving. bills? Yeah. Um, I have child support, but it's really like if he, it's not set amount, and I have that. And then how much is that? I was able. It was supposed to be seven hundred a month. But it's not. You you can't count on it yet, is what you're saying. Not quite, because I looked back, and some months I had like four hundred, and some months I had um, six hundred. Okay, so um, he's not consistent but, with that. What are you bringing in every month? Well, I after I had the baby, I got a, on a contract um, contract gig for okay. about two hundred a week, and I paired that and the two hundred, and then at the time, so eight hundred for you. Yes. Okay. At the time, I had a boyfriend, and when I got let go, I told him, I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't. I can't. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to so you were, leave my house. So you were needing him to help you support. You were needing the boyfriend to help support, obviously, because you were bringing in 800. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what kind had, of work do I you do? No so I'm, a, I'm in the marketing industry, so I'm a social media manager. Um, so I did DMer stuff for a fitness coach, and then now... I found a job after I got let go of that one. The contract ran out and I found another one at an agency, but it's only for 60 days and it's going up at the end of this month. Okay. And I have an option to become an employee depending on how I do. Okay. That makes sense. I'm going to let Ken get to you with the, with the career stuff because I, I, I need you to be doing more. That's earning you five times more money. And I know that you can do that. He's going to help you get there. Um, before I set him up, do you un- the what I want you to see is you can't two people can't live off of eight hundred dollars a month, Mm-mm. and even well, if you're I, even if the child support becomes consistent, you can't live off of thirteen hundred dollars a month or no, fifteen hundred dollars um, a month. Okay, so, so the income I'm actually getting about twelve hundred with this new job. Okay, currently, but yeah. you still need more because yeah. that's two thousand dollars a month. And $2,000 a month is $24,000 a year. Yes. So do we then, see? So a little, I have to drop the bomb on this one. Okay. After the everything got um, finalized, I kind of, my ex came up to me and I don't know what his intention was, but essentially he knew that my boyfriend was living with me mm-hmm. and he told me I'm basically in contempt and, I have to figure out what to do or he'll file for contempt. And so what's the contempt? I to my law, um, I basically cohabit- cohabitating with another male while you have the baby and my six year old. Yes. Well, so, yeah. Okay. Yes. He can do but, that because if the, if the tables look, I'm not trying to be harsh, but if the tables were turned, you'd be feeling the same way. So what I want yeah. for, let me, let me paint a picture of what I want for you. And I'm just going to be blunt. I want a situation where you're not dependent on a man, period. Because right now, do you understand? Because they can come and go. And you're bringing these guys, you don't want to be bringing these guys into your kid's life, in and out, right? And you're fresh off of a divorce. And it's almost like, I'm just telling you what it sounds like from my seat. It almost sounds like you just rushed into another relationship because you needed stability. You, your stability doesn't come from them. 
Okay. Mm. You need to go out and create the stability in your own life. And you need to get your community rallied around you. Good friends, family. If you're not connected in a local church, I don't care what you believe in. Get connected in a local church because those people are not going to care what you believe. They're going to rally around you. They're going to love you. You're going to be a good friend to them. They're going to be a good friend to you. You need you need people, not not just boyfriends. Does that make sense? Yeah, but my lawyer told me to. Um, so the judge is known for t- like revoking children. For, yeah, for reasons. Uh-huh. So my lawyer told me to either move him out or marry him. And yes, so we had to do that. So but did you get we, married? Yeah, we did, but we were planning on it. Um, anyways, and I talked to my therapist about it too. Like, okay, so now you're married. I wrote it out for him. Yes. Okay, so now you're married. So the contempt thing okay. doesn't matter. You told it to me like it matters. It don't matter anymore. All right, come on, Ken. It doesn't, no. We, yeah, yeah, we, it doesn't now. Okay. We, we got a lot going on here, James. Uh, and we're running out of time. Uh, I rarely do this. Uh, we usually don't hold over for the hour, but what we want to get her a financial coach. So hang on the line. Uh, you need a financial coach, but listen to me. Now that you're married to this guy, which would have been nice to know five minutes ago, okay, he has got to be working 50, 60 hours a week. You have got to get some help with the babies, and you're working 40 hours a week. This is an income issue. And you've got to get more of it and you got to keep more of it. We're going to get your financial coaches our gift to you to help you get a budget and get set up. But you better go get some work fast, both of you. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your life, in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the number for you to call in. We're here for you. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. 888-825-5225. All right, up first, going back to my stomping grounds. Okay. The 757, folks. Love Hampton Roads, Virginia Beach area is where Raven joins us. Raven, how can we help? Hello. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. What's going on, Raven? All right, so I've been on our debt-free journey since December 22, uh, 2022. Uh, we started with about 70K in debt. Now we have 41000 in debt, which includes a $38,000 car and $3,000 in student loans. However, we are outgrowing our house. Um, so we started looking at houses just to, just to prepare to look for the future. We found a great location that's about 30 minutes closer to my husband's job. And next thing you know, we picked a lot and put the earnest money down. Next thing you know. Look at that. Just happened. You guys had no control over that. Isn't Just that crazy? None. <laughs> Girl, okay. We'll on it. So I know there's a but or there's a problem somewhere. So tell me, what's, a but. Tell me what happened. So immediately, immediately we started crunching the numbers because I'm the one that got us started on this journey and found uh, Dave. Um, but as of today, we owe... Um, 155000 on our current home. Okay. Um, we could sell it for at least 330000 which would be a profit of about hundred sixty k after paying the realtor. Okay. And we have fifty k in savings. Um, so the new home costs seventy or $700,000. <laughs> uh, wow. We're building a new house. Yeah. <laughs> we're building a new house, so it won't be ready till July. Where? Um, and by what the area? time... What area? Um, Greenbrier, Hickory area. I know it's that area. Chesapeake. Yeah, you yeah. upgraded. You upgraded, didn't you? Big time. 
Yeah, so we're very excited. Great schools, so, great location, everything. So you're still in the current house. You haven't sold it, but when you do, you'll take 160k from that, right? In equity. Yeah. And then yes. you're going to put that One with more. 150. So that's you know almost 300, a little over 300, and you're going to take that to put on this new property, which is a seven hundred thousand dollar property. Did I get that right? Um, almost. So we. Uh, so we owe 150 on the current home. So and, and if we sell it for 320, we would profit 160 plus the 50k. So oh, 50. 50. Okay, I thought so you they're really said only going to have about 210 is what you would have. Okay. correct? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So you're putting 210 down on a house that costs 700,000. Uh, just about. So we figured we would use um, some of that to finish paying off the car. Uh-huh. Um, and to, you know, obviously put down 20% for the down payment, save three uh, months of expenses, of expenses, which is about 20 to 25 with the new house mortgage. Um, and I think we should be free and clear, but I just wanted to get you guys to input. Well, okay. Change. I'm going to get out, I'm going to get out uh-huh. my calculator real quick. Why you do that? Okay. Are you in a contract? I mean, this is, you can't get out of this or do you, do we have any wiggle room? I mean, room? we probably, yeah, we probably could, but I'm sure we would lose some money. So what did you specifically call us for? What do you want Jade to weigh in on here? What, what's going on? Uh, just to, so the plan was to pay off the car, the student loan before we bought a house, but you know, uh, it, we did that a little early, so I just wanted to get some reassurance that we're we're still kind of on the right track. Okay, uh-huh. so if we look at the numbers, okay, so you've got the two hundred and ten thousand, and you want to pay off mm-hmm. the forty one thousand in debt with that, right? So yeah. that leaves you with one hundred sixty nine thousand. Okay. Well, if we pay pay it off, then it would be around July. So by then, we would probably only owe about. 38 or, or I'm sorry. Okay. So $3,000 difference. Oh, okay. So it's a $10,000 difference. Okay. So then let's say that leaves you with 179,000. Fair enough. Okay. And then you want to take out how much for your three to six months? 25,000? Yes. About 20 to 25. Let's say Mm -hmm. 25,000 because you're going to be a new homeowner. Okay. So that drops you back down. What you need, you need to be putting, you said you want to put 20,000 down on this house. So what is that about 140,000 that you need to put down? Yes. Okay. So that puts you, I mean, you're right up against it, but that puts you right Mm -hmm. there. Um, Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the question? What, what's your concern? Are you worried that you, what are you worried about? Because there's a a sense of worry there. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I think we'll be okay. We've got a couple of raises coming in and um, uh, come starting the new year. We don't really know exactly how much that would be, but that would be about um, maybe a thousand more a month. Then so, get after it. But here's, I, I don't here's, know. here's the deal, Raven. <laughs> what, the, what she's worried yeah. about, I, I'm sensing your worry. Your worry is not what, what you're going to do with this it's equity and paying off the debt. What you're worried about is the percentage of your monthly yes. income that this mortgage is going to be. So that's what we need to be talking about. Absolutely. What's the it's mortgage going to be? What's the mortgage going to be? Uh, it's looking about 48, depending on the interest rate. 4,800 a month? Yeah. Okay. And how much do you bring home every single month after taxes? After not not taxes. after investing and everything like that, just after mm-hmm. taxes. After taxes, I bring home twenty eight. My husband brings home about sixty four. That's before our raises that are coming up 
January. Okay, so you're bringing home $9,200 a month, and you're basically at half. That's too much. Mm That's why you're that's why you're feeling crazy. This has nothing to do with you selling the house and paying off the debt and da 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 da. What you're worried about is you're you guys b- are buying a house that's going to be 50% of your take home pay every month. Yeah. And you yeah. I'm just letting you know, you're going to feel that and even adding $1000 to it, that helps, mm-hmm. but you need to be getting this thing down to 25%. And y'all got to do it fast because nothing will make a blessing feel like a burden quicker than not being able to afford it. And I would absolutely hate that for you guys. Okay. So really, I think what this call is about, Ken, let's turn a corner. How can they get their income up? Well, I actually, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know their situation. We got about a minute here. So what do you, what, what professions mm-hmm. are you guys in? Give me the really quick answer. Um, I'm in contracting with the government and my husband is just, Got promoted to Master Chief in the Navy. Yeah, so you guys are your your incomes in those things are limited. So now mm-hmm. you're talking about side hustles, and I don't think mm-hmm. the side hustles is going to make the difference. I think there's too much house, mm-hmm. and I'd walk away from the house. That's that's the truth. You guys are both in government jobs, so the only way you're making extra money is going to be, and you have limited time. And that's not going to make up the difference, Mm -hmm. Jade, to get enough income in to get it to the 25%. So I hate to tell you this, but it's too much house. Yeah. I I wish I had another Mm -hmm. answer, but going and making more money is not the answer to this. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to be house poor. New house means new furniture, new problems, decorating, all the things. You could put more down on the house and just pay off your debt. The old-fashioned way, that's your only other option. But even then, I don't know if it makes that much of a difference. So, I mean, run those numbers. I mean, she gave you the ratio, so um, I'd be patient. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, good folks. Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. We're taking your questions about your money, about your work. Professional advancement means financial advancement. Can I do that while I'm in the baby steps? I want to start that side hustle this next year. We'll take any of those questions. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Marissa is up in Houston, Texas. Marissa, how can we help? Yes, hi. Um, well, thank you so much for taking my call. And... Um, uh, first, I, I guess I just needed some advice on what to do. Um, I currently am I'm 30 years old, and I'm thinking of changing my career. I'm going back to school. To what? Uh, and, um, uh, to nursing. And what are you doing now? Uh, I'm a pharmacy tech. Okay. Yeah. All right, keep going. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so um, trying, I'm thinking of going back to school, um, but I'm kind of um, stuck in between picking um an accelerator program, which will cost me about seventy thousand, or um, hold on, I'm sorry. Did you say seventy or seven? Seven zero. Seven seventy thousand dollars. Yes. For what? 
for a bachelor's in nursing. Okay, gotcha. It's All a right. one-year program, so I think that's why it's so much. Wow. Um, so I'm in between, yeah. But, uh, so going for that program or going to, on to a associate's degree in nursing, which will be uh, two years, and that comes out to be about 10K. Uh, but I would still have to go back to school uh, another year. Uh, that's probably about another 30000 for a bachelor's. That's so, a big difference. Okay, so if I'm hearing you yeah. right, 10000 for the associates, then another, did you say thirty? Uh, about it, it could range from fifteen to thirty k. Fifteen yeah. to thirty for the yeah. Um, depending on what program I get accepted to for the bachelor's, uh, having my associates, I could um, you know do one. I could get a, into a bachelor's uh, nursing program, uh, and that will be another year. So total will be like three years for the longer route. Can I ask a quick question? So the fifteen to thirty thousand for the bachelor's, what denotes that? Can you just apply to programs that are cheaper or like? You- no, so okay, so the um, let's see, the associates, um, uh, you know, you have to take certain uh, credit classes. That, that's basically all the requirements. You right. have to take certain classes. Yeah, and then uh, for the one year, um, the thirty k, you have to have an associate already in nursing. Right, but you said the range was between fifteen and thirty, fifteen and thirty k, and I was trying to understand yeah. what denotes that range. Depending on school, some schools are cheaper than others, um, but I've looked around and. Um, depending on who accepts, um, you know, um, accepts me, it can be from the cheapest I've looked at 15,000. So you'll just apply to the cheapest ones. Right, right, right. Always. Because, Marissa, (laughs) no patient will ever ask you how much you paid to go to nursing school. Yeah, we're not even applying for the 30K ones. So don't even think about that. So so you've laid this out for us. The $70,000 bachelor's, one-year program to me makes no sense at all because I'm guessing you cannot afford anything close to that. Is that true? Right, yeah. What can you afford right now? How much money do you have to be able to put towards school? Um, so currently I have about 14 k cash. Do you have um, any debt? To, no, no debt. Or well, like small credit card debt, like 2000 maybe. But that's debt, sweetheart. <laughs> Marissa, that's debt. Well, yes, right, right. But I can pay it off, like, it doesn't have any, it's not accumulating any interest. It doesn't matter. It's still debt. Um, what other debt do you have? Okay. Uh, that's about it, really. I don't Is have any student loans. Car payment? No car, no car payments, no. All right, so you only have debt of $2,000 on a credit card, and you have $14,000 in savings, or is that in your checking? That's in my checking. Any savings? Uh, well, that's. That's all I have. So oh, I okay, gotcha. Her, right. che- her savings is in her checking account. Well, okay. here's the deal. Yeah. I, I certainly would cash flow the, the two-year associates program because my question is, is if once you get that associate, are you able to do any kind of nursing at all or no? Yeah, I can. Um, I believe once I get into the program or once I receive my associates, I can work in a hospital for about a year. Uh, within that year, they they do require you to get your bachelor's. So, so okay. I will be working. Okay. In How much money school. are you making right now as a pharmacy tech? Uh, right now, net um, pays about forty k, and gross is about fifty five. All right. Any opportunity for overtime? Um, not well. Yes, I take it as um as much as I can. I also work part time at. Uh, so right now, my my full time job is at the hospital. And I work part-time at, like, a retail pharmacy. Okay, so what are you bringing in total? So full-time plus part-time. Is uh, it the 55 or is it more than that? So no, maybe about 
60. Okay. Because I work like, yeah, on the weekends. Well, um, but another thing too is, um, it was like I said, I'm 30, I'm not married, I don't have any kids, mm-hmm. but like I'm with my partner right now. Um, we, we want to kind of settle down and he's not forcing me to go to school. He says like, I guess combined we would be good, but I guess the nursing school is just for me, um, to be, uh, to increase my, my income. Um, but my question is, should I, well, I guess like y'all said, I should just go ahead and do the, the associate's degree. No, go ahead and ask your question. Even though it'll take longer. Well, it's just cause I, I guess in the next three or four years, we would like to like have kids and buy a house and all of that. Uh, so I guess that's why I'm in between those two. Pro- like, like if I should do the, the, the faster route, pay a little bit more. No. And, you, you can't um, afford the faster you route. Can't. Yeah. That's got to be off the table because you don't have $70,000. You don't even make that in a, in a year. And I don't say that to be negative. Yeah. I'm just saying you need $70,000 in one that's year crazy. and you make sixty. And if you do that and you take a loan out for that, Marissa, guess what? Mm-hmm. It's going to put everything else you dream of that you just mentioned, the home, the kids, it puts all that in jeopardy. Yeah, that's this right. is not necessary. I, 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 with the income you have, the fact that you are single, uh, you've got some extra time, the boyfriend's supportive. I mean, I, I would cash flow the 10K for the two-year yes. program, get you in the building. I wrote an entire book called The Proximity Principle, which says I got to get around people that are doing what I want to do. And if that gets you in and I cash flow and I'm in nursing, um, then the angle I'm going for, Marissa, is I'm looking for a hospital or a program or a clinic or something that says I'm willing to pay a good chunk of Marissa's tuition. And let me just add, <laughs> this is just what I, all I'm saying. I'm not saying this is the case, but there is something to be said for a lot of people think, how many times do people call in and say, I got a whole degree in this field. I started working and I hate it. Well, that's right. another thing. That's a very good point. Have you hung out with nurses, So Marissa? when she does that $10,000, she's going to be able to hang out with these people and see, does she really say, like it? I, I agree with you so much. I wouldn't I wouldn't spend the 10000 until you spend time with nurses. Have you spent time with nurses? Like, really yeah, ask them. Um, the good, the bad, the my, ugly. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what the work is. Um, my best friend's a nurse. Okay. Uh, she's been a nurse for five years. Um, so I know what it is. I, I know nurses, too. Um, it's tough. And... It's tough. It is tough. And yeah. I say that specifically because nursing is one of those fields that is it's like, you've got to be wired for this. So shelling out $70,000 a year and speeding through a program, getting into it and being like, oh, wait, this is for the birds. You'll feel terrible. At least with the t- the 10 year, you know, the uh, two year plan, getting the associates and then doing the year bachelor's. She gets to test it. But I, I hear you, Ken. Testing it before then would be good, too. Well, I think she has. I think you meet that. You know what it is and you know what you want to do. So, so we are saying... You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna walk through this, not run. And we're gonna walk through at the speed of cash. Mm. Cash, cash, okay. cash. You're gonna be in, you're gonna be a nurse. I really want you shaking the tree, talking to everybody about what kind of programs, you know, will the hospitals listen, there's a huge need for nurses right now. I talk about this every day. I want you to see what's out there as it relates to somebody paying your tuition because they need new talent. They need new people in the building. And you represent that. So no debt on this, no loan. It's yeah. not worth it and it's not needed. It'd be one thing if it were like, there's no other way. Trust <laughs> me, there's always another way besides taking out a loan. So really appreciate the call, Marissa. You don't understand how big of a deal it is to be a new nursing candidate. They are they are hemorrhaging people 
They need people. You might be surprised, Jade, yeah. how many hospitals, organizations will say, you know what, we'll help you with your tuition. And that way you have no debt and you jump right in. So thanks for right. the call. All right, don't go anywhere. More of your calls coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Welcome back, America. You have joined the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, and Jade Warshaw joins me. And Jade's a little fired up as we went into our commercial break. She had about 30 seconds more that she said she needed to add. Listen, um, if you call in the show, you need to know how much money you make. <laughs> that Listen. Or she will hang up I on I think you. just in life, not if you call in the show. As in a life. Person. In life, That's too. right, James. In life. Yeah. You need to know how much money you make. We talk about budgeting. We talk about FPU. We talk about the baby steps. The number one thing. You cannot do any of that if you don't know how much money you make. And I mean to the penny. You need to know. Every time when I get a check, this is the amount. Now, if you're self-employed or you have a fluctuating income, it's a little different. But you need to have a a clear picture of what you think it probably will be based on you know what you've been doing. But you need to know how much you make. Guys... I say it all the time. Your income is expensive, okay? The money you make is expensive. Jade, what do you mean by that? I mean you spend your time, you spend your energy, you spend your sleep, some of you spend your sanity. Your income is expensive. It costs you, all right? Handle it with care. Understand what it actually is so that you can make it work for you. That's it. Your homework for tonight is to look at your pay stub and memorize it, all right? That's it. I can hear I'm the audience. I can hear the audience in my head. Yes, Miss Jade. <laughs> yes, Mama I love Jade. It. All right, Sorry. Hey, a couple Had things here, on. real quick. Um, uh, coming off of that mini rant, uh, my colleague here. Look at that. Look at her. She looks like a million dollars. I look right nice there. right there. Money's not a math problem. Like a nice person. Uh, a fun little short book here that she has written. The real reason you're broke and what to do about it. Really, really good stuff. This is now, is it available actually now where, where pre-order is, is gone? It's now go get it today. Listen, if you order it from RamseySolutions.com, we will send it right to you. Okay. If you order it on Amazon, A, you're paying more money for it and you have to wait till January 2nd to get it. So go to RamseySolutions.com right. and get it. Get the book. It's really great. By the way, you music lovers will love that her chapters are titled, they're all song I just picked up on that. Did you just get that? Okay. I love it. Do you recognize the songs? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Hey, now you're an all-star. Don't make me <laughs> sing it. My favorite is chapter four. Sledgehammer. Oh, we harmonized right. there. Wow. <laughs> that was incredible. It's true. We did not harmony. rehearse that. It was great. She's very talented. Uh, and then speaking of uh, fun books for the family, I'm glad for what I have. Rachel Cruz's first. Where's our camera? Sorry, guys. I feel like David Letterman used to do this all the time as growing up. There it is. I'm glad for what I have. Rachel Cruz's children's book. It's all about contentment. And then our good buddy, George Camel. We've got another money book out here. Look at George, Breaking Free from Broke. Great book. All of those books, RamseySolutions.com slash store. These are great gifts for you mm-hmm. to give yourself and to others. So go get them at RamseySolutions.com dot com slash store all right to los angeles we go 
Amelia's there. Amelia, how can we help? Hi there. Um, I just wanted to ask today about budgeting. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. <laughs> What's going on? Um, I used to live in an area with really low cost of living. And so since moving out here, um, I'm just finding that it's really hard to kind of save and put money into an emergency fund. I feel like on months where there's no emergencies and where we make the amount of money we're expecting to make, that we do great on our budget. And then um, I feel like half of the months we're just barely kind of scraping by and having to pull out of that emergency fund. So um, I would just love some advice on how to kind of budget in an area where it's a really high cost of living. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the one hand, I'm just going to say budgeting is budgeting, whether you're in a low cost of living or high cost of living. The whole point of a budget is you're, you're simply planning your money before the month begins. So kind of take the high, if, if, if the cost of living is an issue, that means you have an income issue, not necessarily a budgeting issue. So let's start with that framework. So how yeah. much money do you guys make per month? Um, total, me and my husband end up bringing in like 7,500 a month. Okay, good. And then, um, he's a student, so he also gets just random payouts for scholarship. Okay. So I would say like three times a year we get like 5,000, about 5,000. And is that just uh, refunds we, from the scholarship money? You know, it's just a little different each time. So the school that he's at, he has a TA ship and so he gets paid like a monthly or not like whatever salary for nine months of the year. Okay. And then he has some scholarships that are set and then some that the school, it's almost like surprise scholarships. And I don't really know why there's a letter he signed at the beginning of the year, but we always end up getting a little more than what's on the letter. We don't really know where it's coming from. <laughs> okay. But does the money go into your budget or does it need to be going towards school? Um that is on top of what we pay for the school. So the 5,000 is what we get after paying. Okay. So it's just a credit back to you. Okay. Yes. And how often did you say every quarter, every couple months? That's right. Every, I would say three times a year. We so get three times a year and it's anywhere between yeah. three to 5,000. So let's just keep that on hold in our minds right now. Um, I'm not going to add it to the budget just yet. Okay. So 7,500 a month. So if you haven't downloaded Every Dollar, which is our budgeting app here, that's your homework for getting off the phone today. Do you already have it or no? Um, I have the, yeah, I have the free version. Okay. I want you to go to RamseySolutions.com and I want you to buy the book Money's Not a Math Problem. It's $10. But when you buy it okay. for $10, you will get three months of Every Dollar premium for free. So Great. that's kind of a backdoor way to get every dollar premium for free for a lot cheaper okay that's the homework Great. because on premium this is what you need premium features has something called paycheck planning so basically what okay. you do when you first do your budget right you just go through and you assign every single dollar right until it says you've got an every dollar budget in green right okay so that's what you yes. do first yeah. you're just assigning every single dollar and once you've assigned every dollar with a category like this is for gas this is for the mortgage this is for groceries it wants you to use every single dollar. And when you've used every dollar, it'll say up there in green, you've done an every dollar budget. Woohoo. Now that's step one. And a lot of people stop right there and they're like, all right, I did my budget winning. And then they wonder, oh my gosh, why am I still overdrawing? Oh my gosh, why do I still not have any money? It's because they've left out a very crucial step. And I want everybody listening to remember this. You have got 
to plan your paychecks. Some people call it cash flow planning. And in every dollar premium, it allows you to do that. And all that is, uh, Amelia, is you're going in there and you're saying, okay, I've given every dollar an assignment. I've told my money what to do. Now I have to tell it when to do it. I've got to set the dates because here's the thing. You don't necessarily, you might get paid on the first, but you don't know, do I have the money to pay the rent, the mortgage, the car payment, the da 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 If you don't know, you have to plan it out. Otherwise, you are going to be overdrawing even though you've made a budget. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Can I jump in with a quick question? Come on, Ken. Amelia, I'm curious. Are you guys double income? Um. So, yes. For nine months of the year, it's um, he's making about $4,000. i am making anywhere from three. Thirty-five hundred to four thousand. What industry are you on, guys in? Um, I'm a teacher, and then he's a TA at a university right, right. now. The reason I'm asking so, this is I'm just curious: what does upward mobility look like for you guys financially over the next twenty-four months? So think two years. Yeah. Well, to be honest, the next step that we're kind of hoping to take, um, he is about to graduate, so we have about six months of our current situation where we are trying to kind of save while we're making more money so that when we move to a new location, we can kind of have that emergency fund and then have our down payment for a house. Same area though, Los Angeles? We're moving away. Yeah. But here's, (laughs) here's my question though. I appreciate that. But what Jade gave you great budgeting advice, but I'm just curious what, what the income increase potential looks like over the next two years. Because I've got a suggestion, but I'm curious what that... Are you guys going to see some raises or are they minimal? i got about 40 seconds. Um, Tell me real quick. Minimal to pay decreases, probably. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I, I had a feeling. And so, you know, I could say... You guys need to be making some side hustle income, but the point is, is then you're just, you never yeah, are. Yeah, you're, you're a rat in a wheel. So I just feel like we got to make better decisions where we live. Man, what? Can I just say that? Yes, Ken. I, 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 I'm not, by the way, everything Jade said is spot on and you can win with what, and, and you guys have had months where you should be winning with good budget, so she'll help you. But I also got to go, it shouldn't be that difficult. Maybe yeah. we should teach somewhere else. That's right. Just a thought. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 18.15. An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Our quote from Abraham Lincoln. I do not think much of a man who is not wiser today than he was yesterday. All right. Shots fired. Abe, dropping the wisdom. (laughs) Of course, with so many quotes out there from Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. By the way, hold on. You just said shots fired. He was salty in that quote. <laughs> Too soon. I Too soon. Too soon. He died by an assassin in Ford. That's what I was just... <laughs> you yes. just went... Pardon the pun. Yeah, he got Pardon shot in the, the back of the head, Jade. Listen, I was about to say he was giving someone the smoke on that, but that's probably that's too the soon same as thing. Well. <laughs> I love that you were shots fired. It took me a second. It was like a delayed reaction for me, too. It wasn't on purpose. We apologize, Abe. Moment of silence. Okay. That's good. All right. To John, we go in Detroit, Michigan. John, how can we help? How's it going? So the company that I work for is uh, a union company, and I'm a part of the union as an employee. We're negotiating our contract right now, and then things aren't going great. So there's the possibility that we may be going on strike. Yeah. I'm on baby step two, and I, 
I know based on what I've heard from you guys that maybe I should pause the baby steps and start saving cash for the possibility that I can't work, but I kind of don't want to do that. I want to keep the the snowball rolling. Mm. Which tells me you've thought through this. So is there any kind of a stipend? I know I'm I'm not super familiar on unions, but I know that many unions will have a fund for these type of labor negotiations. And so my question is, do you do you have that? What would that be financially? How much of the of uh, of that? Uh, I'm struggling. How much of a percentage of that would it be your normal pay? Is that a pay cut? Walk us through that. It's, yeah, it's a huge pay cut. It'd be a very small amount of money, just a few hundred dollars a week. You know, okay. Wow. For, okay. for gas and groceries. So when you said I don't want to pause the baby steps, I want to keep going. Do you have a plan? Sounds like you do. Yeah, so what I was thinking was I was going to bump my credit card up from its current position and pay on that, and then if worst-case scenario, I do go on strike, I would have the liquid funds in the credit card if I no! absolutely needed it. No! I know it. John. No way! Did you really I think? Paying. No way! No way, John. Okay, you're playing games. Let's, let's talk about what we really could do, because I, I feel... I feel what you're thinking. Like, I'm not going to lie. I get what you're thinking. And like on some scale somewhere else, it makes sense. But on the Ramsey scale, it's bananas. So let's pull it back. My question for you would be, of course, I get it. You like you want to keep the baby step, you know, baby step two snowball rolling. You don't want to lose momentum. If you do go on strike, are you allowed to work another job or do you can you not do anything? Yeah, I could work another job. I would not get that stipend pay unless I'm. Yeah, but the yeah, stipend pay anyway. is line. How much do you make? What's your take home? Our household income is around fifty-eight thousand. Yep. Uh, What's yours? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Uh, Thirty-six of that is mine, and that's what I budget. I budget on the low end. We're kind of on the irregular income side. I'm uh-huh. on track to make one twenty this year in the household. And what kind of work do you do that you would be possibly going on strike for? Uh, it's manufacturing and distribution. Okay. Mike, what I would do if I were you is I would start researching other jobs that I could pivot to to make up, I mean, to make $36,000 a year. It's three grand a month. Yeah, that's three. I mean, you could, you could get a, you could literally get a management position at Chick-fil-A and make that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with Jade here. I think your play here is to get aggressive. Do you have a, an idea of the timeline as to when the strike would happen? No, I'm not certain. We're not meeting with the company again for another month. Yeah, I without saying anything, I pay attention to stuff every day. I know what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. I, this thing could the, the can could get kicked down the road even a little further. The, it's going to be a month before they even start talking again. So I think you have. I think realistically, John, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't mind being wrong. That you've got about 90 days at least before anything were to happen in this scenario. Is that fair? Yeah. So you know, that's why that's why I don't want to pause the baby steps. Don't. I want to keep nobody's telling going. you to. We're not talking about pause the baby steps. We're talking about what do we do financially so that you can keep going in mm-hmm. the midst of this strike. Because I think that's the issue. Sure. You could keep going the baby steps if we have an income plan. So I think there's two things to look at. I'm pivot quickly from this. I would be asking myself if I were in your shoes, how can I make three grand a month using my skill and experience in the Detroit area? so that I can start doing that now, and I'm stacking that up. The second question I would be asking is, since it sounds like you budget really well, mm-hmm. could you make it through a two- or three-month strike on your wife's income only? What's the answer to that? No. 
All right then. So now we know we got to focus on step one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all about having a, a income plan. But if he doesn't, should, should he pause the baby steps? I think he should. But why wouldn't he? That's my thing. Like, I don't think that not working for two months is an option. I agree. Or three months is an option. I agree. But I'm saying uh, what I'm doing is I'm giving a full look at this thing. So if he can't find the work I mean, if and he, he goes on strike, then, then we would tell him to do that. I'm just saying fundamentally when we tell people to pause baby steps is a true emergency situation yeah. where you've got to just take care of business. I mean, he's got, I don't think he's going to have to rely on You said on he's that. got 90 days. So I think so. I would say that if, if we're two months in and there's still not a, a plan of like what you're going to pivot to, then maybe stop yeah. and pile up some cash. But I don't want that to be an excuse. I don't want there to be any ex excuses to not find this income. Does that make sense? Oh, I so agree 100%. I don't want you moving the credit card in your baby step in your, you know, in your debt snowball. Don't do that because that is going to attempt you. That's going to tempt you. You've already been tempted to have that as your fallback plan. And I just want you to erase that. You need to pull a straight up like men in black and just Clear that from your memory of ever thinking. I like that reference. <laughs> of ever thinking. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want you thinking that the credit <laughs> card could possibly be an option, John. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my only thought was that would be a liquid place that I could continue no. to pile money. Think about what you're saying. You got to stop saying liquid. Think, think about what you're saying. Yeah. You're so in. Think, yeah. think about this now. You're so intent on wanting to keep moving forward in your debt snowball. If you're wanting to go for you cannot solve a problem while simultaneously creating it. You can't get out of debt while still having debt as an option to lean back on. You'll never go forward. So keep the intensity on wanting to keep the debt snowball going. And the only way to do that is to say debt is not an option. And let me tell you something, John, when you do that, you will get so creative and you will start having ideas come out of the wazoo because you don't have a choice. Necessity is the mother of invention. And so when you that's why I said it might be that that thought because when you do that, okay, I have no choice. I have to provide for my family. You will go out because I can tell you're a hard worker. You will go out and do whatever it takes to bring money in for your family when you take debt off the table. John, what is your skill set? Uh, equipment uh, service. I'm a service technician. So mechanical work? Yeah. Yep. My man. Okay. I'm asking you straight up. Is there not a lot of stuff that needs fixing that you can fix in the greater Detroit area? Yeah, there is. It's just finding who wants me to go fix it. John. Everybody. Sounds like there's some really nice money to be made. And <laughs> what if, John, what if we start today, tonight, contacting people, putting the word out? What if, John, you make an additional three grand a month over the next three months and the strike doesn't happen? Ooh. I like it. John, are you with me? I am, yeah. You remember the old phrase... You sound like a guy who's like understands all these old phrases that they all make fun of me for saying on the show. Remember the old take the bull by the horns? You know that phrase? Yeah. Yep. Come on, John. <laughs> Grab that bull by the horns and wrestle it to the ground. I know that's Get right. after it. This strike should not be a blip on your radar screen if you approach it that way. Do you do you agree well, with hopefully me? Hopefully it never happens. Hopefully yeah, but it never that's happens. Right. Who cares if it does? We got a plan. Jade and I just came up with a plan. That doesn't matter if it happens or not. Mm -hmm. We're really excited about it. <laughs> and, well, I'm fired up. Let me tell you why I'm fired up. Because most of these strikes never last very long at all. It's too expensive. Yeah. So they'll happen, but they don't go very long. And if he has a plan for this, he ends up coming out on the positive side with cash. True that. Which means we dump all of that 
right into the baby steps and we move on. John, thanks for the call. Jade Warshaw, thank you. Great show. Thanks for harmonizing with me. I got to call my mom. She's going to be so (laughs) proud. James Childs, our fearless leader. Thank you, sir. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm George. And you've probably heard our voices before on The Ramsey Show. And do we have a surprise for you? Yep, we have our very own show, Smart Money Happy Hour, where we talk about pop culture, current events, and of course, money. George, it's a great show. And what else do we talk about? So much, Rachel. Not enough, and yet too much. We talk about (laughs) guilt tipping, because tipping is out of control, and I won't stand for it anymore, which is why I'm sitting. I'm glad you're taking such a stand. And we also talk about something else I'm passionate about, Disney adults. Oh, George. Why is it a thing? Listen, some adults still find the magic. Sure. We also talk about toxic money traits and girl math. And if you don't know what those are, you have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, there's a lot there, you guys. It's pretty fun. We keep you relevant is what I'm trying to say. We help you out. So pull up a chair to the happy hour you wish your friends were having. We promise you won't regret it. And if you don't have friends, we'll be your friends. We will. We're great friends. So make sure to check it out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app.